This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome back my friend, Dr. Roger Erdvig. Roger is the headmaster at Wilmington Christian School in Northern Delaware. With a doctorate in education from Liberty University, Roger also serves as an adjunct professor in the Church Leadership and Theology Department at the University of Valley Forge. He's a speaker and consultant on topics such as leadership, worldview development, and effective teaching. Roger is also co-author of a book entitled Bring It to Life, Christian Education and the Transformative Power of Service Learning. He's been married to Lori for 28 years, and they have five children. Roger, so glad to have you back on the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, Champ. Always always great to spend some time with you talking about Scripture. Thanks. I feel the same way. Roger, what verse do you have for us today? Yeah, today we go to Colossians chapter 4 and verse 12. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayer, that his prayers that you may stay mature and fully assured in all the will of God. All right, I want to cut right to why you chose this verse. So let's go right there. Roger, what's the story here with this verse and you? Yeah, well, for one thing, I love digging into Paul's greetings in the beginning and the end of his epistles. I find so much good theology and good uh, counsel for life. So uh, this verse in particular uh, really took life for me in a season of my leadership when God was just pounding away at me to pray. That, you know, uh, when all else is done and before all else is done, our main work of ministry should be prayer. And uh, this this verse was really part of what brought that to life for me. So you've already set the context. This is at the close of the book of Colossians. Paul is going through some of his greetings at the end of the letter. It's very personal. And he's mentioning people by name. He mentions a guy named Epaphras. And here's what he says. I'm going to read it again. This is Colossians 4, verse 12. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. It says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, sends you greetings. He is always wrestling for you in his prayers so that you can stand mature and fully assured in everything God wills. So you mentioned that the main work of ministry is prayer. Help me understand where that's coming from. Why do you say it that way? I've been mentored throughout my uh, leadership by many great prayer warriors, and I've just so appreciated that. And the reality I find in me, and, and I'm sure this is in others, and I have talked to others, is that we can get so busy with the practical side of caring for souls, so busy with the practical side of teaching, or to bring it close to home, so busy with the affairs of our family, hmm. uh, taking care of our kids, et cetera, et cetera. But these mentors in my life have, have really pointed me to, yes, being excellent at doing all those things, but they must find their genesis and their energy in the prayer closet. And uh, I have just found this to be the most important work that we can do. In fact, there's a quote, and I can't remember exactly who said it, but it it goes something like this. Um, Prayer is really the true work of the ministry. All the other practical things we do are simply the cleaning up of the spoils won 
in the battle of prayer. And, and that has just really resounded with me. And I've seen that be very true as I have committed to prayer. And in those times when I am most focused like this guy, I mean, can you imagine being Epaphras? You're called out. And the only thing Paul says, the main thing he says, is that you're a prayer warrior and struggling for you and wrestling for you. And that really is the heart of the ministry, the core of the ministry of caring for people's souls. Yeah, that's such a helpful reminder because at least I think in Western culture, like in the United States, our tendency is to be productive and efficient and get stuff done. And this verse is calling us to something a little different. What do you think the significance is that the things he's praying for here isn't that he would get enough emails sent out for the day or that he would finish this uh, spreadsheet project he's working on or get the yard mowed, but that he's praying that they would be mature and fully assured in everything God wills. Not only that he's praying, but what he's praying for is significant. Help us understand what he's praying for here. Yeah, I mean, that's the second part of this verse that is so impacting to me because not only do we get the activity of prayer, we get the the uh, the affection of prayer or the 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 um, the focus of his praying, and and you know you look at this. I I don't know a single Christian parent that when it all comes down to it, they say, you know what, I want my kids to be mature. And I want them to be fully assured in everything that God has for them. I mean, what more do we want for our children, hmm. uh, for a classroom teacher? What more ultimately do you want for a pastor or a church leader? What more do you want? So not only do we get this this tremendous focus on the activity of prayer, but we get the affection of prayer or the direction for those prayers. And you know, we can do a lot of things to help people mature. We can teach them. We can counsel them. We can do all kinds of things. Uh, but ultimately, again, I think we're finding this key, this often missing key, is seeing those emails to those who are under our charge. And those emails may very well be about things of the will of God. They may be about being mature. Hmm. But we see the underlying power source to our work in ministry through teaching, counseling, praying, writing emails, whatever it is, writing books, has got to be, as Epaphras gives us example of, and that is through prayer. So, Roger, why is it so difficult then, it seems, to pray, to pray regularly? And what are some steps we can take to overcome that difficulty? Yeah, I, first of all, let me say that I agree uh, with what I think you're saying, and that is that prayer is inherently or can be inherently difficult and inherently easy to put aside in favor of doing some more practical things, getting things done. Um, I, I heard it once said, I think Martin Luther said that I've got so much to do today, I can't afford not to spend the first three hours in prayer. Hmm. Um, you know, and that's kind of putting on its head what we often think. So yeah, and he I, got so much done. He, he was prolific. Yeah, he, I, I think I think it could be said he got a lot done. <laughs> you know, from German translations of the New Testament uh, to uh, reformations and things like that. Um, now, you know, that's a little hyperbole. Spending three hours in prayer that was a different day and a different time. But I, I think the point is is very applicable to us today. That 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 first priority of prayer 
is easily pushed out by the many things that we have to do. And and honestly, we we judge ourselves often by our to-do list, not our prayer list. We 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 don't put on our resume how long we pray, and rightly we shouldn't, because that would be prideful and that would be a contradiction of what Jesus told us to do. So it 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 easily gets second place because it's a private thing and because nobody really knows how we're doing with it. The other thing I find is that it's hard work. Hmm. It's no coincidence that Paul affirmed Epaphras for hard work. Prayer is hard work. And as my grandfather always used to say, this is one of my favorite sayings as we'd work on the carpentry projects um, as contractors, he'd say, my son, hard work is never easy. And that's just the bottom line. Hard work is never easy. So prayer is hard work. So we shouldn't expect it to be easy. That's such good advice, Roger. Thank you. So Roger, what better way? to close our time together than by doing what we've just been talking about. So would you pray this verse that we'd be more prayerful? Yeah. Lord, we just, we want more of you and more of your purposes for those who look to us for leadership and care. And uh, even as, as school students, God, we just want to be so full of your power in our daily lives. So Lord, help us to be people of prayer. Help us to set aside time to do that. Help us to set aside uh, a place to do that. And Lord, as as we become more and more involved in prayer, I pray that you would even explode our vision for how prayer can help others to walk mature and fully assured in your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.